So just to recap quickly from the bottom of Kuf Ahmed Bays, Gemara uh, said the second to last at the end of the second to last line. But that when you throw something off a boat, is it considered like you transferred it or not? It says the Gemara since it's not your direct action, and furthermore, it's really like gravity is kind of dropping it. You just initiated the uh, the transfer. By a Carmelist uh, of this, they were not, they did not forbid. That's the Gemara Minot Tamer. Where do we learn that? The Tanya. We learned in the Bryce, the last line on Kuf Amid Bey's 100b. Tanakama says that you cannot carry onto or off of a boat on Shabbos. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says it depends. Says the Gemara on the top of Amukasara, if it's ten, if the depth of the boat is ten tfachim, it's about 40, 50 inches, sara. However, the so the the Rashi says that there's no penton inside the boat. Metaltalin, um, so the floor of the boat is higher than than the actual bottom of the boat. Uh, maybe there's a bench there or something. Yehuda says you can bring things into the boat from the sea, but not vice versa. Why is it true that you cannot carry from the river, from the ocean into the boat? Because the ocean, we said, has a status of a Carmelis, and uh, the boat has a status of a private domain of Hayachid, and therefore you would not be able to transfer from this ocean into the boat. It says the Gemara, Kuf Aleph, Amad Aleph, third line down, when you start carrying things from the boat into the sea, you're also transferring from a private domain into a Carmelis, into a rabbinically described public domain area. They're not the same halacha. Why is that? Because the boat into the sea is not really, you're not really doing the actual transfer. You're just setting it in motion. As it goes by itself. And therefore we see that Carmelists, they were not, uh, they did not decree on the carrying from a private domain into a Carmelist if you're not actually moving the item, rather just releasing the item. And that was what, how they would dispose of the sewage over the side of the boat on Shabbos. Ushmami, now, now we're talking about this, this Machlekes over here was quite a small boat. That brings us to the discussion. That brings us to the discussion of what to do about smaller areas. Amar Avhuna, smaller boats. Hani Beitziasa de Mishan. These little uh, small boats of Mishan. So it was like a canoe. Or a kayak even. 
then those you have to really check, do you really have four uh, tfachim wide on the bottom of the boat? As they, the, it's like a kayak or canoe where it slopes and where the bottom of the boat is, the walls have already, uh, the walls meet in a V-shape. So you have to make sure you really have walls where there's 10 tfachim high of the boat and four, four tfachim wide. This is only true if the, you, like we said, you need to have three tfachim from the bottom of the boat, the area which becomes four wide. If you fill the bottom of the boat, uh, with reeds and willow branches. So it seems like uh, less than but, so then you don't have, um, you don't, less than but, you don't have the ability at all to carry in and out of the boat on Shabbos. Um, Rashi explains, so Rashi is a slightly different no, Rashi is less Latin, but I think Rashi's gears is the same, and then Michael Mark is changing around the gears. But either way, Rashi explains, If from before the wall goes up three Tvachim, it meets the criteria of having four across, four Tvachim across, then you're good. But if you don't have a floor of four tfachim wide, just like, I don't know, it's not very big, but it's uh, probably about 18 inches, 17, 18 inches. Um, so it seems like these boats were pretty narrow on the bottom. Within those three tfachim, you don't get to your 18 inches across. So then uh, you, don't, you do not have a shear of walls to create a rishus hayachid to allow you to carry from the uh, to allow you to uh, sorry to to be considered a separate domain. So if anything, it actually could be better. It could be that this boat is not even considered a its own rishus hayachid, uh, which would be better for you on Shabbos. Except I wouldn't go very far on such a small boat. Um, but again, it could be that it got wide just on the top and you sat on the top. Uh, that could also be like a, like a, like a surfboard or, uh, you know, you have these uh, people do stand up paddle boarding. So there's no walls, but it doesn't mean that it's not stable. Masgifla Reb Nachman, Reb Nachman asked the question, one second over here. You're telling me that you have walls of 10 tfachim, but you're, what's bothering you is that where you have the width of four amas, of four tfachim, required to make it into a rishus yachid, that you're telling me the walls are not, you're not going to end up with a rishus yachid unless you have those four across when you already have, when you still have three tfachim going down. Don't we say a principle of that we can make these magically 
extension, magical extensions of the walls, and they, we look at them, that they don't slope in like a V, but rather they go straight down. Once you have an established area of wall, and you tell me you have 10 Tvachim here, but even that, even with three Tvachim on the top in a straight line before it slopes down, we look at it like it, let's look at it as if it goes, it keeps going straight down. And we learned that this, is, this works. If somebody built a peg in a public area domain, and on top of the peg, they put a basket. Now the basket has walls. And you threw something from the public domain and it lands on top of this trasco. Um, but the trasco doesn't have walls of 10, Rashi says. Uh, but you can count the height since it's on top of a pedestal, it's on top of a beam. You pretend as if the walls of the box or basket go down till the floor. So, so to over here. So we see that when you have walls, which are three tvachim, and there is space between the wall and the floor, then you, halachically, you look at it as if those walls uh, carry on till the floor. Same thing with your boat. Once you have three tvachim, imagine as if the walls go straight down and not slope in, and you have a floor that connects them uh, of dalad uh, tvachim. And it should be considered just like we learned in that case of the Brysa. And according to what we're saying, that the boat should not be considered Rishasayachid, and that basket on top of a pedestal in Rishasarabim should not be considered uh, should not be considered a private domain, and you should be potter for throwing an item into it on Shabbos. Says the Gemara. If that's your kasha, did you not hear that Rabbi Huda Marav stated this uh, in the name of Rabbi And you know what happened? And they taught exactly that uh, in that case of the basket, that the Chacham actually holds its potter, I guess because we don't say Ganachas. Uh, uh, so we so we don't have a problem anymore because the fact that you found me uh, one man the Amr who says he talks about Kadakas doesn't bother us. Do not uh, do you not know or do you not think that the boat is different? If you have a situation um, where there's a pillar, there's a pillar in the again in the Shusayachid, it's ten tall and four and four wide, but it does not uh, again it slopes. And this is not talking about it on a boat. We said Chayev. In this Bryce, we taught Chayev. So it has to be that when it comes to uh, uh, land, when it comes to this case of a basket, everybody agrees to some level 
but there has to be gedachas, which means that the walls magically are viewed as if they extend to the floor. Says the Gemara, and of course we have this extensively by building a sukkah, at, uh, if you, especially if you build a sukkah uh, where there's bands and the wall itself is not necessarily strong enough without the bands, but we view that those bands prevent a distance of three tfachim, a gap of three tfachim within the first 10 tfachim of the floor. So you'll envision your sukkah with those, if you have a canvas sukkah with two bands going around, you'll know that it was designed to give you about 50 inches of height without a gap of uh, uh, about 16, 17 inches in, the, in that first 50 inches. And that, that's how you know that the principles of Gadachas. So we say that it goes down. So this brisa, everybody holds this brisa, and therefore we should always say gedachas even on the boat. Says the Gemara. So Says the Gemara. It's very simple. The the case of the. We're, if you want to figure out where the Chacham did say the principle of Gedachas and where they didn't, um, so it's, so there, you have to know what the principle of what the rule is trying to prove. What is what is the requirement for for Gedachas? The requirement is that a Gedi, uh, a goat, can't stick its its head into the wall through the wall. As that would already be too much to be able to consider it, um, to, to be able to, con- for it to be considered a halachic wall. Uh, so the case, Rashi explains, the case of the basket where it's really just on a pillar, a gedi clearly could come into that space underneath the basket. But by the sfina, by the boat, obviously uh, there's no uh, goats coming in. And therefore, there's no way for it doesn't it doesn't uh, it doesn't there's no goats coming into the boat, and we should say we should we should say gadachas. Says the Gemara, Amalei, Ravacha Bered, Ravacha, Ravashi, Gabi Sfina Nami, Eka Bekiyas Dalim. By a boat, however, you have even though you don't have a goat necessarily coming through and disproving the walls, but still uh, you have a, uh, you, you have fish and fish can come through the walls. Uh, the same, and the same reason why you wouldn't say gadachas because of a gadi, you shouldn't say gadachas on a boat because of the fish. So the Gemara said, no, the fish is not the same as a goat. Uh, we're not worried about fish coming through a wall of a boat, that's not considered really uh, a breaking, that's not considered like you broke the, broke the walls. And we'll have to bring a riot to that in a moment. Um, says the Gemara, so again, the principle, you can definitely have a lachic walls, but it has to be a scenario where nothing can come through those halachic walls, which doesn't, which the chacham held didn't apply when you have just a pole or a pedestal holding up a basket. 
But if you have a proper boat, even though I guess fish could somehow get into the boat, even through this halachic wall, meaning you have a, obviously they're not coming into the boat itself. That would not be a boat. That would not be a very seaworthy boat. But you wanted to say that since the walls are, are 10 tvachim on top, let them be viewed as if they continued straight down. And that area between the actual uh, hull of the ship and the bottom of the ship and where the halachic walls exist, where we're saying gedachas are uh, penetrated by fish. And the Gemara says that's not considered a real uh, problem. That's not considered as if the, uh, the wall has been breached. What does that mean? We know Tamer says the Gemara three lines in the bottom. The boy of Tabla may rabbit. As of Tabla asked Rabin the following question. If you have a wall that's still hanging from a uh, you have a uh, ruined, like an old broken down house, and it still has walls that are partially intact, but there's no, uh, the walls don't, don't go all the way for the ceiling. Do we say this magical principle of Gadachis, and you can carry inside that? Is it still considered Shusayachid or not? And he, uh, the Ravan answered him that since it's in, on land, a Mechitza that's hanging down does not consider or create a full uh, Gadachis effect and does not give you a heter to carry inside that house as if it's a Shusayachid. Ella b'mayim says the Gemara on the top of Kufal Hamid Beis, but by water, there we see that you are allowed to kalush ekidu chacham b'mayim, and this is uh, following the principle that we've already re- discussed on the previous Amud. The status of water, it, the isadra abundant to carry on the sea, is much more lenient. It's a different type of karmelus than land. Like the Gemara of Amai, why were they lenient? Um, water, even the halachic area, even though there's no big animals coming through like they would by a churva, by an abandoned house, but still you have fish which will come. The Chacham didn't consider that to be a total uh, a, a destruction of this halachic wall principle, uh, where that, that would not be considered real penetration. Um, and again, sukkahs, erevin, these things, these halachic wall principles will come back. Says the Gemara, Kofal from Beis, three lines in the top, we quote the Mishnah, Sfinah's Kishuras. So we said in our Mishnah that if the boats are tied together, then you can transfer items from one boat to another. Um, says the Gemara, Pshita. Why is that not obvious? Now, what's the, uh, to be honest, between you and me, uh, Rashi says, Pshita de Metaltalin. Um, any two items which are Metaltalin, seems like you could uh, carry, you could move things from one to another. If you have a Metaltalin, you're in a public domain, and you have a Roshusa Yachid, a basket, something that's easily movable. So you're allowed to move it anywhere within that basket. 
uh, or even, I guess, to the basket next to it, if two baskets make up one platform. So that's obvious. You're right. The Chiddush is not when you have two boats that are directly tied up one to another, but where you have two boats and there's a dinghy or some other type of little little uh, boat that's tied up in between the two boats, that you could use that boat to pass things from one to another. Now, so you have two, Rashi explains the scenario is we have two large boats which are not tied to each other, but since each one is tied to this dinghy in between, therefore you can transfer from boat to the dinghy to the other boat. Um, which is, again, what's the chiddush if it's all tied up? But the answer is that it's, Rashi says that, uh, that we're not worried that maybe you'll end up uh, throwing something or transferring something from one big boat to the other and and not through the and not through the small boat so even though you would say we're worried about that still uh, it's mutter Safra. So now Rav Safra said back to uh, Rava, Moshe Shapir Kamri, which is an interesting expression. Um, and I guess it's a it's a he's, it's a form of admiration. Um, but he said to him, Rashi says, "Bitmia is a kasha." That like, are you, are you sure you're speaking correctly? Uh, you know, why are you speaking like uh, like Moshe Rabbeinu? Um, says the Gemara, if you go back to the Mishnah, it says they carry from one boat to the other boat. Well, if one plus one always equals two, not three. So how could you interpret the Mishnah to be talking where there is another boat in between? And that was Rav Safa's kasha. Not sure why we had to include Moshe Rabbeinu over here. Tanan, El Amr of Safra, so Rav Safra said, no, you have to learn shot like this. So Rav Safra didn't want to learn that the case the Mishnah is talking about where there's a third boat, but rather we're talking about if they had to make an Erev because of separate owners, and you want to carry, we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, this, they say this, this summer is going to be the summer of the road trip in America and the summer of the RV. And uh, people want to get away. They want to get out. So maybe some families will go uh, boating together and they'll stay on the boat over Shabbos and the separate owners, but they'll want to be able to carry back and forth. And you'll be able to, if you make an Arif and if you tie, uh, if you tie the boats together. And we, like we learned in the Braisa, if two boats are tied up one to another, you can make an Erev uh, back and forth together. Now, this Erev doesn't mean necessarily an Erev to enclose it, because that's the, they're considered one domain, but an Erev Rishuyais, like an Erev Chatseris, that if two different properties, two different owners, 
you need to show that you have a dwelling in the other person's house. And so you jointly own a, a box of matzahs and something else, and you have a joint, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's what you would have to do over here, but you still need to make it that there's a connection between the two boats. Nifsiku, but what happens if on Shabbos, so Nifsiku, what happens if on Shabbos the rope ripped? Nesu, then you cannot anymore transfer items or go back and forth between the two boats. Nesu, if they, if somehow they got retied on Shabbos, um, so assuming whether he knew that he was not allowed to retie the boats or not, either way, whether there was an onus, whether it was a mistake, they just forgot about uh, the laws of time. It now goes back to its original status since on the beginning of, on the, at the onset of Shabbos, it was uh, tied together. Therefore, you can now once again carry back and forth. The mats that were spread out as uh, dividers in a public domain, uh, you can carry in those partitioned areas, even though it's inside, a you built a partition to connect one Rosh to another, like a hallway or something, in the Rosh Hashanah Niglalu, if it uh, they rolled up, so the bats would be hung like curtains, and then somebody rolled them up. Nesu, at that moment you can't carry in the public domain. and then somebody else came, and or the same person spread out the mechitzas again, and uh, allowed them to be it and built rebuilt the partitions. They got spread out again. So it seems like you would have an iser of building mechitzas, like bone, of building walls on Shabbos, even if they did it. Uh, sorry, yeah, or b'shoigeg. Doesn't matter how why they thought it was permissible to build mechitzas on Shabbos. As since we don't, it's interesting. You may be forbidden to build a wall, to build, create a partition on Shabbos. However, that doesn't take away halachic, uh, building a wall in a non-halachically permitted manner doesn't take away from the fact that there really is a wall there and now it's no longer, it's partitioned off from the public area, from the Rosh Hashanah. So you want to bring a raya, you want to say that our Mishnah is talking about two boats which were tied together. And you want to bring a proof that this is so from a Brisa which said that if boats were tied together, then uh, you can carry back and forth even if they were untied and retied on Shabbos. And the same applies to walls, mechitzas, partitions in a public domain that even if they were taken apart and reassembled on Shabbos, which would be forbidden, therefore it uh, therefore it would be uh, it would be still considered walls to be used on Shabbos. It says Gemara, Aini, is that so? 
didn't we say that those walls only create problems, not solutions? Those walls make it that if you threw from the partitioned area into the public domain, it would be considered like you transferred an item into a public area on Shabbos, even though it was already in the public area, but since it was behind the partition, it was behind the machitza. So it's l'chumra, it's a machitza l'chumra, that it makes it that when you throw the item into a Rishisarabim, you're chayiv. But the machitzas do nothing in terms of allowing you to carry uh, behind those machitzas. Midrabon, they would still be aser. Says the Gemara, Nachman was talking about the case of the Mezid. Um, that Rav Nachman that said that in the case where you rebuilt the Lachomra does not help you, the Chacham never allowed you to carry it uh, in, behind the Mechitzas. Um, but rather, since you knew better, you knew you were not allowed to reassemble these mechitzas on Shabbos, these are not talking about curtains like we have curtains that you just roll up. Obviously, these are talking about where there's a more, it, it, it's not meant to be pulled up and put back in place the whole time. These were, each time it was considered a new act of building. So if you went and did it again, it, even though Medeiraisa, it's still a wall, the Chacham knast you from carrying there. Rashi explains uh, that uh, So we said that it's a, it was a it was a knas. Rav Nachman was teaching you that the Chacham knasted, gave you a, a, a punishment, but that doesn't take away from the fact that boats which are tied or untied and retied and walls, at the end of the day, they do create a heter to carry uh, there. Correct the Gemara. Amar Shmuel v'afiluk shuris b'chut ha-sarbel. So Shmuel said this principle that the boats which are tied together allow you to carry one from another is even talking about the chut ha-sarbel, uh, no, sub, nothing substantial, uh, Rashi says you, it's the string that's used to tie a cape together at the neck that goes, that you tie a cape to hold the two sides of a cape uh, on from falling off. So we're talking about really a string, nothing major. So it's not really the Chiddush of Shmuel is, these ropes are not keeping the boats chained together all Shabbos. These ropes are a symbolic thing. The boats are anchored in place or they're tied with others, or they're not really tied together. But they do have some sort of string connecting it. Sounds like an Arab, right? Where it's not a real wall, it just is a string that connects it. Hechi dami. What's the case? If it's a fishing line or something which is really keeping the boats attached, pshita, of course. So even if it's very thin, but at the end of the day, it's doing its job. And if it can't keep the boats together and they will not remain ties in one place, why then do we consider it to be uh, one entity if the string that's holding them together cannot really uh, is not really strong enough to do the job? And at any moment, it could break. 
says the Gemara, La'ilum midan. Of course, we're talking about, even though Shmuel gave it an example of a, a really thin piece of string that holds, that you use in your, to hold your cloak on, still, uh, we're talk, uh, somehow it's able, uh, I give an example, maybe like fishing line, where you, if you have fishing line back and forth, heavy duty fishing line, maybe it could keep two small boats tied up together, or a bungee cord. A bungee cord is not much thicker than a, uh, you know, than a drawstring of a cloak, and yet it's uh, pretty strong. Or zip ties, right? Our favorite. Uh, so, of course, we're talking about where it was able to hold it together. And Shmuel was coming to say a point to show that, uh, which, only, which only is a chiddush in his own context, according to his other teachings in another area, which is what? The Tanan, Kasher, B'davar, Hamamida. We learned by Toma and Tahira, by Eulis, if somebody tied, was, something was tied. Kasher b'davar ha'ma'amida. Mevi la'toma b'davar she'en ha'amida e'en mevi la'toma. That we learned uh, in the Mishnah, that if you tied two items together with something that could actually hold them together, so then the toma comes from and you, one end, uh, and you had a, a body uh, in uh, the one ship, and it's tied to the other ship, so then, it uh, the whole boat becomes tame, both boats. Um, or if you had a, a boat tied to the shore, but there was maybe it was tied to something inside an isle, and inside that isle, inside that dwelling, there was a mace. So then, through the rope comes tuma to the whole boat, and and Shmuel is the one who said that it, that's only true if it was an iron chain. And the reason why Shmuel differentiated between Tuma and Tahira and over here by, uh, by, by Shabbos is because by Tumah and Tahira, the Pasuk says that, uh, uh, that, that it can't be uh, moving. It, it's a bechalol charev, charev hu kechalol. That it's, it's specifically something which can't, uh, which can't move. That transfers Tumah. So therefore you needed an iron chain. Um, something which can hold the boat in place. But by Shabbos, we have no such requirement, and therefore, the, uh, it's there as a heker ba'alma, and it's just there to show symbolically that this is one entity, and therefore, you don't uh, need it to be something which can actually hold the item from moving, and even a loose string will be mutter, and it will not be considered, uh, it will not be considered as if the string is doing nothing, because in fact, the string is showing the connection between the two boats. And it doesn't need more than that. And that's why if you have two boats and you decide this summer, instead of going RVing with another family, you wanna go boating with another family and you tie up your boats for Shabbos, 
you'll be allowed to carry back and forth between the two boats. And today was a shorter daf, so we got away lucky. And tomorrow is a very exciting day, as tomorrow will be the end of the 11th parak of Shabbos. Wow. Wow, we are moving. We are definitely moving over here. Getting us, we're less than two months away from finishing the Sachmas Shabbos. So that's pretty exciting. Again, there's yeah. again, there's another sports where it talks about the basket on the pole, the basketball. I oh, think they right. had an, a, a, uh, this thing, the kids must have been playing basketball all the time. So I didn't even pick up on that. Why were they building a pole with a basket on top and it was just around? Right. Right. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. In the Torah, they talk about, I forget Obviously. what Cedric is, but the tall giants and they had baskets on poles. And to me, that was the exact thing for basketball, tall people playing with a basket, you know. I hear that, I hear that. But it's interesting what you mentioned in the beginning about getting seasick, um, because that's a separate, that's, you know, the Gemara does this. The Gemara takes a piece of a halachic sugya and the Gemara puts it into, let's just view it through the lens of one Shiloh. Here we're talking about carrying from ship to ship on Shabbos. Uh, when you're allowed to go on the ship, which ships you're allowed to be on over Shabbos, the fact that it'll make somebody seasick, is that a factor to stop them from being on board a ship, a ship on Shabbos, or that they have to board it three days before? Those are all, uh, those are all, halachic principles, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't take away from the fact that the Gemara wants to know just on each point what, whether it's a halachic shayla or not, without giving an answer whether it's allowed to be on a ship, whether you're allowed to be on a ship or not on Shabbos.